What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again this week. We are the Valkyrie Cast. I swear we're back to attempting this on a regular basis and not just kind of when your grandmother <laughs> visits. So anyways, uh, it's me again. Uh, I am your host, Tommy. And with me, uh, we've got a couple people, some, well, pretty much everybody you've, you guys are familiar with. We have... Uh, on my left, I say on my left, everybody's in front of me on the screen. So uh, everybody today is center. Center. On my center. All <laughs> um, <laughs> center. We have Matt. We have the man who has read through all of the Dark Knight comics and is thus becoming Batman himself. He has unlocked my the goal. secret key. I've discovered the you secret. You want to be Batman over Nightwing? Or no, Guy Gardner, right? Guy Gardner. <laughs> Guy Gardner. I will forever regret <laughs> Christian telling you that I talked to him on the phone the other day and he regrets it he goes yeah I feel bad because like <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck with you forever yep. alright so also with us this week at my center we have the man with the fro who is as luscious as my beard Drew hello listeners it's good to be here and joining us once again, you've heard him a few times. You've probably ignored him several, but we still <laughs> love him all the same. Our IT nerd, Clay. What's up, guys? All right, so Clay, I don't think we've ever made you do our newcomer questions, even though you've been on here several you were on the times very first now. episode. Yeah, I, I was. You've been here since the beginning. Um, I have. So we ask everybody who comes on the show now, uh, evidently after this is the last time you've been on, uh, we ask everybody to tell us their favorite movie, TV show, and video game. Oh, geez. Hard I questions, know. but yeah, yeah. you can do it. <laughs> Life-altering questions. Um, I would have to say movie would be Inception. Ever since the first time Ooh, I saw it, it just kind of blew your mind. Yeah. Solid, solid it, choice. I've seen it probably ten times, and it is it's by far my favorite. We need to do um, an episode on that movie. I'm okay with this. Oh yeah, that's a oh, great yeah. movie. I would. I would. We gladly should find join its anniversary and do like an anniversary oh, we episode. Should. Speaking of awesome. which, today is like the 50th anniversary of um, Dad Gummit. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie of something. Uh, Hal 9000. <laughs> Dad Gummit. Oh. Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. I was about to say, wait, 2001 Hal Space Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> well, I, sorry. So for all of those listening, uh, if I'm a little distracted. Clay and I are attempting to run rounds of Rocket League while we do this <laughs> podcast. Bad idea. And Drew is great at multitasking. I don't know how oh, many yeah. people could tell he was playing uh, Sea of Thieves last week. Probably no one. I real subtle. Pretty I'm going to make everyone. this very obvious that I'm not giving you my soul dedication in, in the middle of a sentence and being like, "Oh crap, crap!" I just, I just ran into that. That's essentially where we're at. <laughs> All right, so that was your movie. What uh, about TV show? Oh man, TV show. I'll be honest. It, it's it's probably the first TV show Tally I tubbies. ever watched. Yes, Teletubbies. Tell girls. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy introduced me to TV shows back in 2011 whenever I lived Because with him, he didn't never know actually... what television was before. His parents, <laughs> they took him to the movies occasionally. He moved in with me and he went, what is this thing on your wall? And I went, this is a TV. <laughs> That's, That's it. TV, that place mom and pop take me every so often. Just smaller. 
<laughs> yep, basically. Um, I never watched like TV shows. We watched them occasionally. Um, like we watched Lost whenever I lived in Hawaii and whatnot. But honestly, whenever it comes down to it, I think my all-time favorite was the first one that Tommy introduced me to, which was Prison Break. Something about Prison Break just. I don't that know, first I, I loved two it. seasons were baller. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good show, especially the first few seasons. Solid yeah. choice. Hey, did yeah, anybody so, I mean, see it, it when they choice. dropped the like the current season miniseries? Because that came no. back. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I knew that they did something about it. I never actually like watched it, but or is it out yet? I I thought it was out. What if it comes out today and we're just very uninformed, which wouldn't be. That is you know, unusual for the Valkyrie Yeah, I was going to say that is we are we are horrible hosts, guys. It's we are kinda, the most uninformed. Sad, guys. We should know these things. It's kind of oh, like yeah, your teacher who's movies. like, "Oh, hold on, let me let me read through the uh, the chapter real quick so we can talk about it." <laughs> now, now in our defense, we do live in a day and age where there's just a ton of television, movies, and video games going on. Like there's just a lot of stuff happening. So much information. We're only humans. We yeah. can't we can't download it into our brain yet. We're getting there. Osmosis, bro. I've been doing that since college. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what about your uh, what about your favorite video game, Clay? Oh man, video game's a difficult one because that changes on the daily, quite literally. Um, I'd have to say though. I mean, I think it's everybody. I mean, Destiny stole my heart whenever it first came out, it's and like, I, I feel bad because I feel like I'm not a true Destiny fan because I haven't played much Destiny two, but I feel like Destiny two just got a little old after it felt like i don't know you know like felt like an extra um add-on to destiny one and i wanted more than that until you got to the end game and then it was not so great exactly i got my little cade six right here (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i would have to say probably that but like i said it changes on the daily like right now rocket league is probably where it's at so yeah so uh my lovely wife has confirmed that prison break Rerun, extra season, edition, whatever was a year ago. Special platinum. 2.0. Did not know. Deluxe Re-release. edition. So that that shows you how terrible it was to come back that none of us knew. And I have the original seasons on DVD. Like, that junk was... I think we, uh, that's how we watched them, isn't it? Yeah. DVD, back in the day. What are, what are DVD? <laughs> what are VHS? that's the true question well we have a few news points for this week um, and there's probably more than this but this is all I could come up with with the few minutes before looking at and all that really stood out one was I don't know if you guys have heard Netflix has got a new Lost in Space series that Uh, looks kind of interesting and not kind of interesting guys I I love Lost in Space I don't know if I like this alien universe weird containment I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Is it part of the alien universe now? Well, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, I I cannot formulate thoughts. I thought we I thought we had talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Um, the the killer robot. You know the whole danger Will Robinson. Um, yeah. He's n- like. Uh, he's not a robot that. Will build look like a robot. He looks like a. He alien. looks like an alien, but his face looks like it contains like a universe. In the universe. <laughs> Spoilers. Anyone we who's seen the out. trailer has seen the crappy robot that's not a robot. I shouldn't say crappy. I got to give it a fair shot. But 
guys, I have high expectations for this junk. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. Low. Uh, I was <laughs> low. I have hey. high. I don't know. I want. I want them to blow my mind. But I love. I, yeah. IGN gave it a nine point one. Well, it's amazing. It, it feels good now, to get right? lost in space on, with Robinson Netflix, family. Right? Sometimes like it, it is out now, right? Is it? I if it's know. out, I'm binging it all day tomorrow. I'm calling in sick and binging it all day tomorrow. Uh, that just seems like the Netflix. <laughs> now April thirteenth. April 13th series will be available on Netflix worldwide. April thirteenth. Ter- this okay. is just Netflix is getting a spoiler free, uh, like a short little review. Perfect. And I mean, it is IGN. You you have to take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes they're dead on with reviews, and sometimes I'm sometimes like, they're paid a little this? extra. Probably paid a lot extra, but yeah. Oh, it's mean. I'm calling out someone's integrity. Sometimes they paid a good amount of money. (laughs) Calling out the media's integrity in the United States in 2018. I mean, yeah, technically you're calling out a a news site's integrity, and I mean, in these this day, why not? Yeah. Other news point that um I just saw today is as of today, Players Unknown Battleground has a new map that's going live for limited number of people. Yeah, it's it's a it's a small. limited run, small beta test, and the the map is small. It's only a four by four kilometer map. Kilometer. In, in, kilometer. Sorry, thank you. Not not lived anywhere but the U.S. So unlike you guys who or can't you can't you say uh, kilometer? Doesn't work that way too. Yes, yeah, kilometer not work. I, just, I guess it does. Well. I just yeah. I mean, I say things wrong all the time. Just ask my wife. So it could be me. I mean, really. Um. <laughs> But no, I was. Uh, it's it's a uh, only a fourth of the size of a regular Players Unknown Battlegrounds map, which seems automatically intriguing to me because I don't know about you guys, but when I jump in nowadays, I want to. It's fun to go to the really populated areas and just get into firefights right off the bat. So I think they're kind of going after Fortnite a little bit with this, maybe, uh, because Fortnite's got a smaller map and is a lot faster. I personally like the slower pace of PUBG, but. Uh, I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? Smaller map? I think it's going to be down. cool, honestly. I mean, is it still 100 people? Still 100 yeah. people. Holy cow. Ooh, I think it'd be fun. I'm what, game for it because a... I think one of the reasons I've stopped playing so much is I I could put in two minutes of two rounds of Rocket League and call it a night. I can't really do that with PUBG anymore. Mm-hmm. You've just got too good, Tommy. That's why. <laughs> well, whenever it comes to uh, PUBG for me, like my monitor, I know you guys uh, know my, my issue. It defaults to my left monitor and not my middle monitor, and that makes me mad enough that I don't want to play it. First, first world problems. First world <laughs> for, problem. Hey, I got a new monitor now, so maybe it'll be fixed. But yeah, anyways, yeah, that's why hey, I haven't played it recently. That, I know Matt talked about this because you played, and they've also started these event um, events where they'll do different mm-hmm. rule sets. Like one set had a... You could pick up flare guns and call in airdrops. Uh, sounds pretty yeah. So the flare gun, the flare gun's a new mechanic they're adding, uh, where literally you can just find a flare gun and shoot it up, and an airdrop will drop there. Okay. Um, which is going to be interesting because it's going to completely change stuff like that because it's really obvious where the air, where the flare is, and it's really obvious when the airdrop comes in. So it could change how people play. Um, yeah, and engage I could definitely see that. stuff like that. But will um, it? But though? they've been doing I think these airdrops have always been a great source of knowing where people are going to be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a true. Risk reward thing for sure. And and this has become even more a bigger risk reward because airdrops already are high risk, high reward. But now you're the one calling it in, so you're giving away your position 
before the airdrop even comes because in the game now you may get lucky and it may drop near you and nobody can get there before you get there but now you're gonna have to send up literally a sign that says hey over here what up guys? <laughs> come and get me you know but yeah so they they added that they had a, a event recently where they had that in it to as kind of a test but they did another event before which was eight man squads and it was actually really really fun i had a lot of fun with it um I played one time where my entire squad were idiots and it came down to two of us after the first like two minutes. But the, a couple times we ended up with uh, almost a full squad of people actually communicating in game and talking and like helping each other out. And like, it was really fun and an interesting, a, a fun mix up of, of the traditional PUBG style. So although me and Chris jumped in one together and ended up just me and him against 12 other, other teams of eight, and we still got second place. We didn't realize until after the fact that towards the end of the game when we saw a team of five coming up near us, we were like, we are in the eight-man playlist by <laughs> ourselves. Great! Yeah. But no, I'm excited for the 4x4 map just because um, what I've read is uh, there. this is coming out, going to be out beginning of summer, uh, maybe sooner if they're already about to start testing it in the test servers. Um, well, this isn't test servers quite yet. This is like a very limited beta before gotcha so it'll probably still be the first of the summer yeah um what so i also how do we read get in the was, limited beta do we know their website you has an email sign up cool. go to facebook and they're gonna be sending out keys when the when they announce it i'm looking at it right now they're gonna send I mean, out it's, it's live today for at least some people yeah because i'm looking at it it says bad news we're out of codes good news it's only temporary so um just another an attempt to get people onto their socials and stuff which i mean is smart um but i know that there's supposed to also be another map a full-size map before the end of the year so this year we're getting this small four by four map and they're coming out with another full-size map before the end of the year which is exciting i will say i think one of the big strengths with PUBG is the fact that there's multiple maps um i think it's cool that you know um Fortnite has their maps kind of changing and stuff getting added to it, but entire new maps is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's going to be great, man. It, uh, it seems like every update, we were talking about this earlier today, I mean, there's still some issues because it's a PC game, and that's just kind of, I think, part of the territory when you're talking and about... And it's still a small company. It's, yeah, so it's a small not... company. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think um, I think it just keeps getting better. It's still, still one of my favorite games to play. I actually played the other day with a car and got, like, four headshots, which is, like, a first since i've been playing the game for like almost a year and uh yeah so it's good stuff. nice all right what else do we got for news drew that's all the news i have unless you guys have anything else just those two points um I don't, there's been nothing that's jumped out at me that i've thought we need to talk about F far cry 5 has been getting good reviews kind of makes yeah. me want to pick that up um but outside of that, it's been a relatively quiet week. There's a um, lot coming on the horizon. For movies, television, everything is about to really start picking up in a mm, big way. Yeah, I don't see anything else that's jumping out. So, main topic time. Woo! Today, in our topic of the show, we are talking about the recent movie by Steven Spielberg called Ready Player One, based on the book of the same name ready player one who uh, i don't know the arthur's name i'll look that up and uh but um we have all seen it and uh we are going to give our initial reactions of what we kind of thought about it spoiler free at the beginning and then we're Ernest just gonna do Klein is the arthur 
There you go, Curtis Klein. He also and... wrote the screenplay for the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that, nice. I don't know if that was a rumor, but I, I heard no, no, that. No, it's, it's right here. Just uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Zach Finn and Ernest Klein. Nice. Well, that's good. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do initial thoughts, and then we're just going to dive into uh, spoiler talk just because there's so much in this movie to talk about, um, and we're going to not be able to cover it all, so we're going to throw the spoiler warning out there pretty early, but to start off, uh, I want to hear everyone's initial reaction. So, uh, drew, what was your initial reaction? What do you doing, think of it? Did you, I'm so sorry. I zoned out for a second. Are we doing spoilers? <laughs> Shame. Or, Not are yet. Are we doing general reaction before we give a spoiler warning? Yeah. Right? I will explain yet more and more time. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to do our general thoughts real quick. And then we will Perfect. do just, just spoilers. Wanted, just wanted to make sure. Sorry, I was trying to figure out who else Zach Penn had had wrote because I heard so. something negative about him. Okay, my initial thoughts. I really liked this movie more than I thought I was going to like this movie. I was very apprehensive of it going into it um, for two reasons. One, I really thought, and this doesn't spoil anything per se, but looking in on it, I was really worried that for a movie that was going to be at least a good chunk of it in a virtual reality space that was going to be computer generated, it's just real easy to screw up computer graphics nowadays if you're not careful. And uh, I was worried about the quality of that. I was worried if it was going to be able to done, uh, be done right and well. Um, but that, that actually turned out being really great. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I thought the graphics were really, really, really well done. Um, and, uh, I also thought it was just going to be nothing but a eighties movie reference the entire time. And it, it was to some degree, but I also liked that it just turned into being, a. it had a lot of references from modern stuff as well as stuff from all over the place as well, which was, which was kind of nice because I, you know, I, I was born in 1987, so I was there for a little bit, but I don't remember much from the eighties. Um, I like the 80s to some degree, but I don't like if the movie would have just been nothing about the 80s. And I've heard I've not read the book. Also, just point out there. That's a pretty important piece of information. I've not read the book, but I've, I've heard one of the critiques is it just feels like you're reading just a, a, the author showing you how much he knows about the 80s and how much you don't know about the 80s. Uh, so I was, a little, I was a little worried about <laughs> both of those things. I was a little worried about it was just going to be nothing but a. But, uh, you know, 80s references, and then I was worried that the computer graphics were going to be uh, not great. And I, I didn't feel like either of those were as bad as I thought, especially on the graphics point of view. Uh, and overall, I liked it. It was a little cheesy at certain points, but, man, it was a, I, had a, I had a fun time. I had a lot of fun with this movie. So that's my initial thoughts. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Clay, you've actually read the book, right? I have. So uh, I know your your thoughts, but go ahead head and share your thoughts on the movie and the book. Okay, so I know lots of movies are made after books, and honestly, whenever it comes down to it, like they're usually not as good as the books. Like the book is usually better. I felt like this is a I feel like this is a different case because I actually, whenever the movie finished, I think I looked over at Tommy and I was like, <laughs> "How much did you hate it?" Your first words and, were on a scale of one to ten. How much yeah. <laughs> did you hate this? <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of didn't think you were gonna like it. I don't know. I just, I think so. I had my expectations to be what what what's in the book, and I think what was upsetting to me was that they deviated from what was in the book very early. Like the first five percent of the movie was based off the book 
And, you know, the grand scheme of things, everything was... Um, it followed the book in terms of the way everything was supposed to go down, but the, the timeline and the plot and all that stuff, it just fell away from the book. So my, my immediate, you know, response was, wow, I really didn't like this because I really wanted to see that book in a movie. I didn't want to see, you know, parts of that book and then a movie inspired by the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, overall, if I had, if I had even just read one article that said, Hey, don't be prepared for the book. Be prepared for a movie that's similar to the book, inspired by the book. Then I absolutely think I would have liked the movie a lot more. But I went in with the expectations, you know, probably higher than what I, they needed to be. Well, because I, I remember that book. too before, like as we were stepping in, you were raving about the, um, like the trailer park camp, looking exactly as you thought it was described. In the oh book. yeah. Every it, it, absolutely. I mean, it was it looked exactly how I envisioned it in my mind while I was reading it, and um, it you know that that alone was like, wow, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be this is gonna be something that I'm gonna love. It's pretty awesome that they're finally making this into a movie. Like you know, I, like I said, I had high expectations based off the trailers, and um, I think the one thing that got me, and we'll we'll get into this later, but the cars in the uh, um, in the, what's it called? In the trailer. Um, like the race looking thing that mm-hmm. threw me off. Cause I was like that, that wasn't anything in the book. So I don't know what this is about, but maybe, maybe it's just, you know, a small part of the movie. And it turned out that it was not a small part of the movie, but, um, yeah, so I'll get, I'll get more into, once we get to spoilers, I think I'll get more into like what they could have done differently, what, you know, I expected, what I didn't really necessarily like about the movie because it was different in the book and so on. So initial thoughts, I really was a little upset, but honestly, after, you know, after really thinking on it, I was like, you know, that really was a good movie. And if I I didn't have expectations from the book, then I really think that I would have enjoyed the movie a lot more. Clay, do you think, because I've heard similar things from other people that have written, uh, read the book um i actually was in line to see the movie with two guys who read the book and they were hyped up about this movie like they had their expectations way high like i could just tell them like this is not gonna go well for you i saw them afterwards and they they said similar things that they wanted what was in the book and they didn't feel like they got it Do yeah you think some of that was just the limitations of you know different mediums i, I was it more than that I think yes. I also think that if they had followed the book to a T, that it would have been a little boring at the beginning. Because honestly, whenever it came down to it, the beginning part of the... So, I mean, not not really having any spoilers, but the first part, there's, you know, the cars and whatnot. That was totally different in the book. That never happened. There was no such thing as, you know, a race of any kind. Um and I think that that moment right there, like, I think if they had done it the way it was done in the book, it would have been a little boring. Yeah. Um, because in the book, it wasn't very, um, it wasn't very epic, I guess is the way to put it. Like the way I, you know, I read it in my head, I, I wasn't like, you know, this is something I'd love to see on a screen. It's just something that you'd prefer to read. So I, I could see some of it being limitations of, of the medium, like you said. Um, but I still think they could have done something to, especially with the plot and the way things laid out towards the middle and the end. Um, I think that they, they absolutely could have incorporated that into the movie. They just didn't. Mm. All right, Tommy, what about you, man? I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I actually tried not to watch many of the trailers. 
the first teaser, I remember kind of going, I have no clue what this is about. Um, <laughs> they, they did do a good job of keeping it kind of... Uh... And, and I was okay with it. Like, there was this, like, this air of mystery for me. I had no idea what to expect when I walked in that theater. And I, I, I felt excited because, honestly, I think I was more excited for Clay. Because I knew that Clay loved this book. Like, Clay was probably the most excited friend that I had when this was announced. And so there was this part of me that was like, Clay's about to get what he's been waiting for. I was like a child yeah. waiting for Christmas. Christmas you know, and coming. like you always want your friends to be excited and you want to get excited because they're excited. And so uh, <laughs> I have to say I was I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed it. I do think there's a couple scenes in there that I'm kind of like, dude, Spielberg, really? Like this is. <laughs> that, yeah, I could see yeah, that. I'm with you on that as well. Like, if it was anybody else, you'd be like, okay, but Spielberg, come on, man. You've had some time to iron this kind of crap out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I had a couple, I, and I'll, I'll say this. I had very few issues with it, and there's only one issue in particular, but I won't talk about it until the spoilers. Um, but as a whole, I, I enjoyed it. I had no clue what to expect, and I wound up with something that I saw two days in a row. Um, cause I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me like something. Woo! Woo! <laughs> podcast what, what first. Is this? I don't think it's quite a podcast first. But I know, but you know. No. For the first time is, ever, yeah. I am not the least positive person. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Matt, what about you, man? As for me, I really, really liked it. I, I knew about the book. We, me and Drew had a friend who told us about it. And just told us how much we needed to read it. And so when I heard they were making the movie, my intentions were to read the book first. I'm glad I didn't. Um, because as it got closer and I just hadn't got a chance to pick it up, um, I made that realization of how many movies do I watch that I've read the book, that I love the book, have I been happy with? Mm. And the only one I can name really is Lord of the Rings. But so I went. Harry Potter. Was, Did you not yeah, read Harry, Harry Potter? Potter was good. Shame, it, it followed the books. You're gonna well. shame me, but I've not read all the Harry Potters. I've only read no, I haven't read all of them. Either. I've only read up to the fifth. I plan one, on honest. changing that, but I do think yes, but I do think Harry Potter is probably the next one. But like prime example, I loved the book Aragon back in the day. The movie is hot garbage. So I just decided <laughs> it's, that it's I would probably it's so bad, Matt. Like it's I, a horrible yes, movie. It's a garbage fire pile. But it um. I just decided I'd watch the movie first, and if I really, really liked it, it would just make me want to read the book more. And I'm glad I did that because most of my friends were like you, Clay, who have read it before, were like, I, I liked it, but it, it, the book's so much better, blah, 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 blah. I had one friend who did say, though, um, and like I haven't read the book, so I can't comment. I did have one friend say that Raider Player One's an awesome book, but it's nothing incredible. It's more really like it's kind of just a mediocre book. And he said, I think mediocre books translate way better into film. Um, and so that's an interesting just, take. Just something for thought. And so I, I came. But out then of that's it like going, saying Lord of the Rings is mediocre. Lord of yeah, the Rings is not which mediocre. is not true. So masterpiece. Anybody <laughs> disagrees, not, I will always, fight you. There's always exceptions to the rules. So that's fair. Um, that's fair. But I came out of this movie. This is just a movie that's just straight up my alley in so many ways because 
It's a little cheesy at points, but it's fine because the world's visually stunning and just fascinating. And the number of amazing reference that literally had me squilling like a schoolgirl in the seat were like too many to count. So I really liked it. I saw it twice as well. Um, once with Tommy and then I went and saw it the next night with my friend Landon and, and um, I'm 100% going to pick this up on Blu-ray when it comes out. And so, yeah. So let's get talking about it, because I want to talk about it. So Spoilers! we are now entering our spoiler section. Um, and I don't really know how I want to how we want to run through this, but I want to say before we even go any further, the best part of this movie is freaking one of the characters jumping out of Serenity, turning into a Gundam, fighting Mecha Godzilla while the Iron Giant's helping and a DeLorean is driving around shooting the rocket launcher from Halo at enemies. <laughs> I never good... knew I'd see that and I'm so glad I got to see it. And and when the Gundam showed up at the end cuz it's no secret that I love Gundam and so does Drew, I literally was like giddy in my seat. Tommy like started like nudging me because he saw it coming. I was like, <laughs> "Yes, yes, 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 yes." That and also the freaking DeLorean was awesome, and it makes me want to have a DeLorean even more, even though I probably would never actually buy one. <laughs> that's a that's a good summation, that one sentence. I, I read Kotaku had an article, and that's what they said. They said, you know, we can sit here and we can debate character development, we can debate art, we can debate anything else, he said. But you know what? When Gundam jumped off freaking Serenity to fight Mechagodzilla, I couldn't care less. And I agree. Like, this movie <laughs> is wild and crazy and is is so much about, you know, references and <clears throat> the internet and everything geeky. And somebody, I heard someone say, it's like if you're a little kid and you pull all your action figures out from all the different uh, backgrounds of all the toys. <laughs> so you got Batman toys and Star Wars toys, and you got like a Godzilla's toy and then some other random stuff, and you just play a make-believe uh, game. That's kind of what this is. It's just a crazy mashup. But I loved every minute of it. It was it was so much fun. I loved any moment. Any moment that we were in the Oasis was just really, really spectacular and really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca's behind me reminding me of the moment with the chest burster. And that... <laughs> guys, that, that was, was beautiful. <laughs> I love that. The second that came up, I was like, Tommy, Tommy's going to like... I about, I about lost my crap. <laughs> I feel like it you was... want one of those gloves now that you could just I, have. Yeah. Like... <laughs> can somebody please get me one? <laughs> I, have, I, I have so many friends that have got married, and I'm just like, guys, for baby announcement, can I please do a baby bursting out of your chest in homage to Alien? <laughs> but nobody, nobody's let me do it yet. So nobody's oh. taking you up on that. Nobody, Sorry, no, everybody's kind of freaked I can't out. Can't imagine it. why. Well, yeah. uh, Tommy, if I ever have a kid, you can do that. Yes. Promise. <laughs> you heard it, Internet, right here. Yes. Heard it heard it in stone. <laughs> written in stone. Written in blood. It's on the um, internet. It must be true. <laughs> what? Uh, what was your favorite part, Clay? Um, or have you thought about it? Because I know you said initially you were real upset, but you've kind of realized that you really liked it. So is there anything since then that's made you go, okay, that was freaking cool. I like that. Okay, so there were there were a few scenes. There were a few scenes that were like that. I would probably say my ultimate like favorite part of this movie was... Which one do I want to talk about? 
why not though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess that's fair. the The final battle was epic. I know, like mm. you know, you mentioned uh, the Spartans and all, all the all the stuff oh, that man. we grew up the with. Spartans I like how they incorporated awesome. that. Yeah, I mean, that that was just kind of cool that they all came in like that. Um, I think the um, the scene where they where they trick him into like you know being in between like the oh, world yeah. and the oasis I, I really thought that was kind of cool because um i don't remember that being in the book i might be wrong but i, I it actually kind of got me because i was like oh man they actually got him that's kind of cool and then i realized that it was not not mm. true i kind of like you know things that just kind of i wouldn't call that mind bending per se but it was just kind of like unexpected so mm. um it did feel like I, a bit of an inception move for I them had, to pull that I had that moment where, like, when it happened, I, and I guess I noticed it because my first thought was, where the heck did they get guns? And why is Saito <laughs> wearing a suit? And so, like, there was that split-second moment where I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And then they walk off, and I was like, ah, I see what they're doing here. That's, yep. that's really clever. That's cool. So that I did, thought that scene was really cool, too. Uh, what was your other one? Um trying to think about the middle of the movie there was a moment in the movie where i actually kind of like i don't want to say stopped watching because i didn't stop watching it but there, there was definitely a part a, like part of the movie that i was just like i don't i don't really enjoy what's going on here and i'm trying to remember what happened in that that scene was i it, think was it the shining i think whenever they first go to the library or the whatever it's called the um museum I think that was oh, just yeah. really cool to me because um, it, it was literally in the book. And I don't know if you guys care if I give you guys book spoilers or not. Yeah, oh, go for it. Um, in the book, they didn't have that. Like they had a – it was literally like just a library of books that they could look up and like games and things that they could look at. So Halliday's stuff portrayed in the movie – I think was a lot better than it was in the book because in the book it was literally just like he pulled up a menu and he could look at all the stuff. Mm. So I think that the curator and all that was kind of a cool, a cool touch there. It makes sense for a world like that to have something more detailed. I agree. And I I think that that worked out really well. So, I mean, I don't think that they're like epic scenes that I was just like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It was just like, it was nice touches. It was things that, you know, I, uh, I didn't expect. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. Um, so Clay, you said you, pretty much from what I understand, pretty much the the three challenges. So, cause the yes. basic premise of the movie is the guy who created the Oasis, which is like this huge, um, virtual world that pretty much everybody lives in basically now yep. and makes a living from, um, when he died, he left a big Easter egg. Whoever finds it would, uh, inherit the Oasis and uh, inherit his inheritance basically. Yes. And so there are three keys, and in the, like, however many years, nobody's figured, beaten, or found the first key. Um, from my understanding, in the books, the challenges are completely different from the movies. Is, is that right? Yes. Um, okay. So pretty much the first challenge in this was a race, and everybody knew that this race led to the first key. Um, in the book, um, the main character was actually, he didn't have money. So he couldn't mm-hmm. leave the school island. Um, the school island was pretty much, it was just thousands and thousands of schools that looked exactly the same. Um, and you attended one of them. And basically this island um, 
was you know kind of a key part for him because he he couldn't leave it he literally could not leave it um he didn't have the money to and um basically there was nothing for him to kill because they did make it a lot like an mmo like where you know you had to kill stuff for experience and things gotta grind yeah and so basically he ends up finding the first um the first key in a um in a tunnel type sort of thing out on the outskirts of this this island um and what's really cool to me is like he just kind of stumbled across it nobody knew where it was nobody was fighting for it he just kind of showed up there one day and realized that it was um it was actually if i'm not mistaken i think it was dungeons dungeons and dragons themed um and Mm -hmm. so basically he's going through this dungeon per se and it was halliday's favorite um uh like campaign from dungeons and dragons so he went through this thing and you know they kind of build the suspense because if he dies he loses everything he has and whatnot um but then he finds the key at the end of this and all of a sudden his name shows up on the scoreboard and everybody's like who the heck is this like who is this kid and Mm. um that's how it starts like it's it's not a race it's not something everybody knows about everybody had given up looking for the keys nobody was looking anymore and i think Mm -hmm. that you know that's probably one of the you know that's that's kind of what drug me in because it was it was different and i think the second challenge they had to go to this this land that had a bunch of halliday's houses like the house at the end um Mm. and they had to search through all these things to try to find and actually if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that they actually had to find the key and then they had to find the keyhole then they had to find the key and then they had to find the keyhole so it was like six challenges instead of three um yeah, but so, that would make think, this movie so think, long. It, it yeah, was, I was you're say, right. So do you think that the reason they change it is that that wouldn't translate quite as well visually and excitingly to movie? Because that I, I opening would, race is Oh, incredible. it's epic. Yeah, it's epic. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree that uh that was you know, that was definitely why they didn't do that. Um I think mm-hmm. some of the things I wish they'd really would have done, the uh the the challenges after like the, the keyhole whenever they open the keyhole they actually have to play a movie so they're they're literally in one of Halliday's favorite movies and they have to speak it word for word to get points and if they don't uh, speak <laughs> or they do something out of order then you know they they lose points That's so cool. yeah so I mean That's... it was a really cool aspect that I wish yeah. that they would have included in the movie because See... it was very interesting. Yeah, see, I think that's what I was afraid the movie was going to be, was something obscure, like you have to get this 80s movie word for word to undo a key or something. Um, right. Because that sounds, that sounds boring to me, personally. It may be riveting on the page, but in a movie, that sounds like that would not be super interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, and like... I, I get that. I think it would have been kind of fun if they had done it, like, once at least, because, you know, they would have brought back somebody's favorite movie, and people would have been like, oh, that's yeah. so cool, but yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. they needed to do it for all three. Um I think, you know, just for the one would have been cool. Um, I like the I like the idea that in the movie, even though no one's been able to figure it out, like there's still so many people who just literally do this race every other day or whatnot, just because just to try. And the fact that you can get gold and stuff from it's pretty cool too. Oh yeah, that was that was cool. I, I, I liked that aspect. I liked how they included um you know, when people died it was it was gold and stuff like that and you know, I like how the, he was at the back trying to collect gold from people's like yeah, deaths I and really whatnot. Thought that was cool. <laughs> it reminds that, that, me of Scott Pilgrim. Every time someone explodes, they explode into coins. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah. I agree. So I mean 
I think that's the biggest thing. Also, hang on. This is just one point I'd like to point out. Um, yeah. The quarter that the curator gives him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really end. upset because in the in the movie, he went to this area, and he just went here looking for the Easter egg, and he found a Pac-Man machine. And it, if I'm not mistaken, it had some sort of sign on it. I don't remember if it said out of order or what it said. But basically, it started, and he played it and played it and played it and got you know the best score on Pac-Man. And um, then it gave him a quarter, and he's like, well, this is worthless. Why would I ever use this? And so he just kind of holds on to it. But it, it's kind of interesting that he gets this quarter, and you don't know what it's for, and you almost forget he has it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, at the end, it's like, hey, I still have this quarter, and he comes back to life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. small, small detail, small detail. I feel like but... that translated pretty well in the movie, because in the movie, the cur- he, he wins a bet with the curator for You're knowing right. more about Holiday. And he's just like, yeah, I don't want this. And the guy's like, no, I insist. And so I completely forgot about that. I thought that was just a fun little play on whatever. And then at the end, this bomb goes off, which wipes every player on the map, which is a terrible thing to put in a video game. Let's just start with that. Why would a creator put that in the game? Um, Also, that bomb you had to get, it was a special item. You couldn't buy it. True. That was well. You could buy it, but it was like a special drop. Like there was only one in the game, whereas it looked like he could just buy it, you know, in the market gotcha. there. But it's so um, expensive, though, that only the corporations could buy. It. Th- yeah, that, that's and true. who I would do that. it too? Because you're nuking all of your progress. Like yeah. that is a <laughs> the. Can we just talk about the Iraq character for a second? Iraq um, was awesome. I Iraq was hilarious. Love, I um, love that T.J. Miller voiced yeah. him. Yeah. Because he was so intimidating, and then all I could think was about his character from um, Silicon Valley. Because he's just like, oh, "Dude, dude, that's a total camper move. Don't do that, man. I've been working on this like ten years. I got ten years worth of inventory in this character, bro." And it was just, he was such a fun character. I thought that was a fun addition. I, I did like him. I think that he was definitely a good addition. Mm. Well, and so true to what if if an Oasis internet reality thing like that actually oh, yeah. existed of real people would act and be like in that world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can we take a uh, second and go back to the race? Because I yeah. thought that that was like probably maybe, but I, I'm a huge Gundam fanboy, So like that was my favorite moment of the entire movie. It makes me want to see a Gundam movie. But besides that, I love the opening race. I thought it was really visually captivating and just, I loved every single part about that whole action scene. Um, I was afraid it was going to be Transformer, have the Transformer issue where like there's too much happening that I couldn't keep up, but I never felt like that much. It felt like it was right there on the limit, but I really, really loved it. What did you guys think about that scene besides what we've already said so far? You said you're talking about the race? Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think the race was pretty cool. I think it was very well done. Um, I think that it, they incorporated a lot of cool things in it that like King Kong, like all, you know, all these eighties things. Um, it was very, very epic. You could focus on what was going on, unlike Transformers, like what you said. Um, Transformers <laughs> is very bounce around, bounce around, and yeah. all of a sudden something happens, and you're like, wait, I missed it. Like but, I, I, uh, It was little things. Like I love the moment when he like is in the DeLorean, and he kicks the, like, the boosters on to like, slide under the truck. Like I just thought it was really well done. Um, and also, let, let me ask this question, Clay, since you've read the book. What, even though that wasn't in the book, was that kind of in the same vein of something that could have been in the book? Not really. 
the 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 race per se, the whole race aspect of everything, um, that is, it, it was a little more high like high action than what was in the book. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it fits his character. I think yeah. what what he did, you know, picking up the gold. I think that all definitely fits his character. Um, but honestly, like that type of thing, I don't think that would have fit in the book because of the, uh, like, because of the way the book was written and how, how I don't want to say there was too little action, but there was there wasn't that much action in it. So, mm. um, the uh, crap, there was something else I was going to say about that, but I completely forgot. But yeah, it so happens. I mean, personally, I don't think that it could have uh, it could have fit into the book that well. I think mm-hmm. that you know something else that they could have incorporated something else to to fit it better. But I, I mean, I loved the race. I think the race was a great aspect. I think that it kept people entertained. Yeah, I thought what what was cool about the race and oh, uh, mostly that opening sequence because it's leading up to the race. We were wa- watching um, Parzival walk through. Uh, different areas and we're getting to see all these things and it's when the first real glimpse of all these easter eggs being like just strategically put throughout the movie because i was real worried because i knew it was going to be just tons and tons of references and stuff that things were going to be in your face but since this is just such a full world thing most everything wasn't that that much it was there was lots of things that were put in place that if you saw it and you knew what it was, you'd be like, oh, that's awesome. And if you didn't, you're like, this is a video game crazy world. I don't know what that is, but that looks cool. I'm not, you know, that's not out of place. So when we get to the race and the camera's panning through, like, I remember there was the Mad Max car. There was the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. There was the A-Team van, the 69 Batmobile, um... There was uh he obviously drove a DeLorean with a kit car. Which he did have thing, in the book, FYI. Which is amazing. And but like there was and then of course Artemis is driving the motorcycle from Akira. Um and which so was like awesome. which was also awesome. So like there's just I thought it was super cool how most of this movie there was always something in the background that you could notice to go oh that's cool that's something and when i saw something that i didn't know what was it made me go i guarantee that's something that they put there for a specific reason because somebody knows what that is and i don't know and i thought that was super cool um throughout the movie yeah yeah my wife had to get on to me because that whole sequence i didn't even realize i was doing it but i was like naming stuff i saw i was like oh there's tracer <laughs> oh that's something from halo oh that's dungeons <coughs> and dragons da 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 she had to like elbow me real hard <laughs> yeah that would be that would be a fun movie for us to get together and actually record us watching through and just pointing out what how many things we can name and be like oh that's uh that's the at van oh there's ryu walking right there oh there's blah 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 like that could be a lot of fun yeah. um but yeah so uh what else should we talk about the uh just a ridiculously fun movie i i heard somebody talk about how and this I didn't agree with this. They were talking about how like the the they wanted to know more about the real world. They had focused too much on the oasis, and I think the and exact opposite. I could they... care less about the real world. I think it's interesting, and I think like you could explore that more. And I do kind of want to know more about where the world's at. But the oasis is just so much more interesting that I'd much rather them focus have focused on that. And I feel like that's what they did, and I was okay with that. 
the the world i kind of wish they would have focused a little bit more on the world because that was a big part of the book about the world kind of everybody had converted to this world because life was just so crappy outside of this world i garnish um, that i mean the oasis th- is pretty on the nose yeah mm-hmm they they did. Think, I mean, you're right. I mean, they did do a good job of that. I just kind of wish that they would have expanded on it a little bit more. But that's not. People don't want a big build up. They don't want a big story about oh, the Earth has gone to crap because this happened, and this is what life is like for all the people. And mm-hmm. like, people don't want to see that. I, you know, I, and again, it goes back to I read the book and I know what happened in the book, so it's just kind of. They manage. I feel like they managed to take something, a world that is very bleak. And you could really dig into it and see how rough things really are. And they were still managed to make a movie where you understand that, but it never bogs down the lighthearted, fun, ridiculous stuff of the fact that at the end of the day, even with the high stakes that there were at the end of the movie, it's still just a game. Right. And I feel like them, the, they, they managed to balance that line pretty well by showing enough to make you go that, oh, this is serious and the world really does suck, but still going, but hey, there's the Iron Giant. So, ah, yeah, you're good. Just right. Here. So I thought that that works. Um, the Shining scene stuff was fun. Um, That's my favorite <laughs> part of this movie. That's I was your about favorite. to ask what your favorite part was, Tommy. Tell which us, is tell funny because I hate The Shining. I really do. <laughs> well, I should say I hated it. It was it was so hyped up for me in college. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. see it till after I graduated, and it was such a a oh my gosh like uh, it's like a holy grail horror movie. Yeah, I finally got around to watching it, and honestly, I hated it. But. I think that Spielberg picked all of the best parts of The Shining and and really took things that I kind of thought were a little too out there or whatever, and he made fun with it. He had fun. I, I love the little nods and the references of the parts of The Shining that didn't suck and probably the parts that even Stephen King liked. Um, yeah. But when the... Uh, I really enjoyed the co- uh, comedic relief of H. Yeah. Uh, not knowing it's a it's a scary movie, and then when she walked into two thirty seven, um, <laughs> just sitting there going, "Oh, I know what's on the other you side." Could, of this. You, could, you could hear the people in the theater going, "Oh, <laughs> it was well." Because no. there's, there's also this too. awkwardness of like, how far are they going to take this in a PG thirteen? Right. Yeah. Because in the movie, you see a naked lady. <laughs> like a naked lady. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, naked lady, for interrupting your bath. I know that hygiene's important. <laughs> I just like the once they get once. So Ace goes through this like whole like shining nightmare thing, and then uh, Parsifal and Artemis save H and like pull pulls him out. Um, and there's like she's like, "Is Artemis mad at me?" He's like, "Dude, I'm mad at you. You've never seen The Shining." <laughs> it was just, it was a simple line, but it really made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> me too. And I love when she, you know, she asked Show is is it scary, and he's like, I had to watch it through Dude, through my fingers. I had to watch it. And at the time, fingers. you're like, oh, and then you then you realize he's an 11 year old. Of course, he's gonna watch that through <laughs> fingers as it, it make, plays it on television one sense. Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, is that how bad this world is that they're playing The Shining on Saturday morning instead of Saturday morning cartoons? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I remember, <laughs> I remember a girlfriend of mine in high school watching The Exorcist on ABC Family on like a Thursday night. What? Wow. <laughs> I don't think that was probably meant to be scheduled then. I could be wrong. <laughs> somebody, somebody got fired over that. <laughs> I thought No, they, they did, like I that thought. was a thing. Like back in I don't know why, but for like a year ABC Family was into some not so family friendly content <laughs> around Halloween. Like <laughs> Well, that's interesting. Um I thought they did a good job of um so Wade Watts, who's Parsival, who's the main character, at least especially at the beginning, I feel like he builds up a little more confidence later on, but I thought they did a good job of like making him seem real cool and confident in the Oasis, but then the first time we actually see him interact with anyone in the real world, he's like super, super timid and like really reserved and whatnot, and I, I, it made me really believe that like that's what a lot of people would be like. Like You spend so much time in a video game you know you're the man in the video game but in real life can you really interact and i feel like his character in the real world you know you know gained a little more confidence once he actually met artemis in real life and like realized how crappy everything actually is um but i did thought that first like whole interaction was kind of interesting because it made me go yeah that's probably what this guy would be like in real life like just not even really wanting to be there just wanting to go back into the oasis to do whatever he wants and whatnot yeah, I agree with that. I've met some people who are like that. They're they live their life in MMOs or other things, and then they can't barely talk to you on the outside, or they're real timid. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you know, we've did, talked about a lot of things that we've liked. Um, do we want to transition to things we didn't care as much, or unless somebody's got something else? I didn't mean to cut you off, Matt. If you had no, something. that's I was gonna suggest. I was about to ask you what were the things that you because I remember you said there was something that really didn't bother you, and I know Tommy said there was something that he really didn't like. So. Let's talk about things that we didn't like. I, off the top of my head, can't really think of much. There's some cheesy lines and stuff, but honestly, it didn't really bother me that much because of just the world this movie's in and whatnot. Um, it was pretty th- ridiculous to start off with, which helped with the cheesy moments. The only time I rolled my eyes like heavily was in the in the dance club when Parcival's like, Artemis, I'm in love with you. And it made me roll my eyes because it was just, like, awkward and cringeworthy. But at the same time, it, I mean, I buy it, too, because, like, somebody like that, you know, who doesn't have normal interactions with people totally might be like that. So, you know, whether or not the love story, quote-unquote love story, works or doesn't is up to, you know, preference. But that part made me go, Ugh. But it made me... <laughs> it made me... It made me smile because Artemis' reaction was, you see what I let you see. Like, I show you what I want to show you. You're in love with that. You're not in love with me. And I was like, that, I mean, that's a good line. That's true. That's exactly the case. So, I, wa- I, I want to piggyback um, off this real quick. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Drew. I just, I, no, I, I, no, I want to expand on this real fast because this is where I had the biggest issue is when he finally meets her in the real world. First off, we're not even going to discuss whatever happened to her people and this whole rebellion that they re- allude to and then never come back never to say it at all. Um, hey, what happened to all her friends that got <laughs> shot? Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. It was know. just her and face tattoo guy. That was it. Just yeah, that's, and that's, some that's the rebellion. Um, I really, 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 really hated this scene 
where he sees her birthmark for the first time. It yeah. felt the most forced <laughs> interaction that I've seen in a Spielberg film. Um, it, it did feel very, very forced. It didn't feel genuine by any means. I was, I was cringing I heard, in my seat, Tommy. So I'm I with heard, you. I heard somebody say, like, I mean. He rolled the dice and came out pretty good from hot girl in the o- oasis to yeah, actually for cute real. girl in real life. Like, like he's still pretty good off. Like he got lucky here. You know, in Bates Motel, she couldn't breathe and had to carry around like an oxygen tank everywhere with her. Like I expected her to be in like a wheelchair or like seven hundred pounds or whatever. Uh, or and she Chuck has a small birthmark on her face. Like I, I understand yeah. vanity. She'd but... be looking like Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender, and he was a cool <laughs> character, so she's good. It's just, Tom... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Tommy. That was probably my issue. And like, I, what I was about to say before you brought that up, which kind of feeds into it, is that, you know, it's bad when like probably the most character development in this entire film was when she digitally puts her birthmark on her face at the end of the movie. Like that's like the most character development we really get. Um, but yeah, all that fell real flat to me. I, I In my mind, I was trying to overthink it and think, well, maybe because these people live inside a virtual world so much of their lives that this is really how awkward it would and forced it would be if they really met. But I, I just don't think I can, I just don't think that works. Well, I feel I mean, like probably. if they're living in this world that's like ravaged by, you know, this post apocalyptic Ravaged thing. by drones everywhere. Like, <laughs> I just, I can't imagine that people would give two craps about a birthmark when there are way more um, important things to worry about. Like, I don't know. I just, it felt very, it smelled like a non-issue. It smelled like, it felt like a non-issue. But guys, he fell in love with her personality before he met her. (laughs) That's the real story. Listen, I thought. It's really not, but. I did like H's whole little thing about, I mean, you don't know what this girl's going to be like. My wife, by the way, called. Yeah. My (laughs) wife totally called that H was a a girl. Tommy did too. Yeah. Which I thought that was. I mean, I figured that too. Apparently, there was some promotional material that actually showed what the characters looked like before they were revealed. Like, oh, really? Right before the movie? That... Yeah, because my friend Landon was mad because he's read the books and he was like, "Yeah, there was a promotional thing that actually had H, like her avatar and her." And I was like, "Dude, really?" He said, "Yeah, I was real bummed that they did that." You so know, that kind of sucks. Another thing that bugged me actually having a virtual reality headset. There ain't no way you're gonna have four people rigged up in a small, tiny little van with uh, I agree. Into each other. That was like, pretty bad. I would have ran into each other all over the place. We almost ran into each other. We had an entire downstairs of my house when we did the VR episode, especially and, and, the ceiling. And they got they got bungee cords going on. That's all the tech they got is bungee cords. They ain't got no omnidirectional whatever. I thought that was kind of ridiculous, but you know. <laughs> Pl- playing on that, if you guys are cool, if I say something about that part. Absolutely. Um, so what makes me really mad, my least favorite thing, and again, it has to go back to the book, but they didn't meet each other that soon. They met each other at like 80 or 90% through the book. And it's because so the basically um, IOI or 101 or what, it was IOI, right? Or did, yeah. was it 101? Mm-hmm. It's IOI. It's okay, it was IOI. No, it looks like 101. Um, Right. Dalmatians. So, um, but basically, I think what bothered me the most was um, that they were they were attacking people. So the the two Japanese boys they were actually in one Japan. One Japanese, one uh, Chinese. 
Oh, they were brothers in the book. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they were brothers well, in the makes, book, and the eleven-year-old got killed in the book. Oh um, man, I, just, I would I totally that. cry if, if Sho died in the movie. Di- no, yeah. Daito. Oh, D- Daito just, died. Sorry, yeah, the younger one survived. Um, Daito gets thrown out of a window. Oh no, no, they like weren't brothers. I'm sorry, they were just good friends. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. It's been like four, I assume they were brothers in the movie, even though they probably weren't. They acted right. like they. I, I mean, they gave them very this. brotherly. Show's older brother is around yes. for the final fight in the movie. That's what it was. Book, so they were brothers. Yeah. Um, but basically, so since they were trying to attack everybody, um, Halliday's partner actually gets them all together, um, and um, like they are actually doing the final battle from his rig in his house. Um, That's cool. So, because he said he wasn't allowed to interfere with the competition, but he said, I don't think this is interfering. I just pulled you guys away from the city so you guys won't die from IOI. Um, yeah. And, I'm just being a good guy. Right, exactly. So, um, basically what it, you know, what it ended up coming down to was... Uh, was that's, that's where the final fight was. That's where they all met each other, and that was like 80% through the book. Um, gotcha. And it's this crazy scene where you you meet all the characters for the first time, and it's also a lot more time had passed. Like, um, yeah, uh, Parzival actually had uh, he'd Parzival? actually Parzival, Parzival, Parzival. I'm, I'm here to give you guys. I, I, I shouldn't, but I'm giving you guys crap for your your, your grammar tonight. <laughs> um, basically, he um, whatever, whenever it came down to his. Uh, like his story, he actually moved out and got this place. He was living in an apartment that he had reinforced. He'd shaved his head because it was easier for him to clean that way. Um, Very much so. And (laughs) (laughs) um, so basically he was a completely different person. And I, I felt in the book like months had passed, not weeks or days or whatever it was that, you know, ended up, uh, happening in the book or in the movie um but i think that's what bothered me the most about all of this was the timing of when they met and where they actually did meet um so that that was that was huge to me because you meet her like i don't even know like a third of the way through the movie maybe even sooner and you're just like hold up no this was like this huge moment where he's finally meeting this girl of his dreams who he's obsessed over her blogs and like absolutely obsessed. All with her Twitch girl. streams. I've seen her. I've seen all her playthroughs in <laughs> Twitch streams. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that was um, that was my least favorite part. Yeah. But I, going back, because whenever you said the van and everything, that kind of made me think of uh, you know, that's not how that actually went down. They weren't driving through the city. They were at a house. Yeah. You know something, Clay. You just mentioned that, and and you can confirm this or not, but. Something that bothered me about the film was the ending. Um, and I, I, I read somewhere that the ending of the book ends something along the lines that after everything has been settled and done, uh, Parzival basically says, you know, and for the first time ever, I didn't have the desire to go into the Oasis or something yes. along the lines of that. And I, I, I'll tell you, I thought the movie dropped the ball a little bit about actually saying something powerful about the day and age we live in with not saying that, you know, as cool as virtual reality and video games and movies and all this it is, a lot of it for a lot of people is escapism. Mm-hmm. And, like, saying, you know, there is... I mean, they kind of hint at that, but to really... They could have really driven it home right there at the end, I thought, of having him 
shut down the Oasis or yeah. having him, uh, you know, done something besides closing in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think that's hinting at that. But man, they could have really put a period on the end because I like that ending, saying that all of a sudden this character has found something that's more valuable than this virtual role, something real. Because a lot of people are looking for that and they don't have it because they're filling all their time with escapism and. I know we're getting a little deep, but like that's that's just something that I thought really could have been a, a pretty awesome ending. Oh yeah, no, I, think, I, I agree. They could have done that. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about them keeping it more lighthearted and light toned yeah. by by them kind of getting to saying that, but not really going that deep and trying to drive it home. Um, it would have been nice and fit well, but I think they they were trying to like make it more subtle without like banging people over the head with well like, and they they also get benef- off your ipad uh, yeah well stuff. they also benefit from people buying into escapism all the time and i mean i listen i do it too i love video games i love television everything else but i i just think that uh you know that would have been a real powerful note after building up that this world was the thing and they're realizing there's something there's there's more out there um, I just think they could have really, I, I don't know. I just felt like if they would have ended it a little bit differently and a little bit more potent, it would have made the whole movie resonate more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I agree with you on that. I don't exactly remember the ending of the book cause I was really sad that it ended. Um, <laughs> but like it, uh, it definitely, you could tell that he, he was done. He was okay with the person he was. He met the love of his life and they, they were okay because they didn't need the Oasis anymore. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, if they'd shut down the Oasis... Now, they did, they did kind of make a, uh, uh, a reference to that, where they said, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever, yeah. it was closed. They didn't let anybody in it, which it didn't... You know, a lot of people didn't like that. But it did kind of make a reference to, we, we, we need to get out of this virtual world. We need to spend more time in, you know, the real, real life. life. Yeah, there's, there's valuable things there. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I liked, I know we've been talking more about the negatives, but one thing I wanted to mention that I really liked, I really liked, um, the, 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 dang it, the creator, the guy who Holiday. portrayed the creator, Holiday. I really liked he was how they portrayed Holiday. <laughs> it he was... was awkward and it was perfect. It's I agree. exactly how I imagine someone like that, like just someone it's, who's it's how I super, super him in the book smart. That I mean. That's and that that's awesome because if any of the characters that I feel like I would want them to get right, like you know they can tweak other characters, but like the guy who made this world, like that whole like I really enjoyed the interactions when they went into like the library or whatnot and went back and watched the videos of him like interacting with people. That, yeah, like, that was really cool. Those are super super cool and fun and and I also really liked Simon Pegg um playing <laughs> Ogden Morrow. That was those were some fun interactions. I like Simon Pegg in pretty much everything. Mhm. So I, guess, I just so wanted to make how sure many we you guys watch the curator a little more closely the second time around for those who've seen it. I did. I gotta say, I was really intrigued by uh, the second time you watch it, watch the cues that they give the curator. And it's it's really interesting just how much they actually build that character in the background. But Mm -hmm. you think that because he's a robot that he's in like standby mode or um... We we cancel out this idea that he's like 
uh, deep in thought or contemplating something. And mm-hmm. if you go back, it's just regret all of like just all There's over all his face. There. Yeah. I I noticed that too. The second time I watched through, it may he didn't seem. Which is the first time I remember thinking, like, this is kind of a cool, the curator seems like a really well-developed robot AI or whatnot. Yeah. But the second time watching through, I was just, like, paying attention to how he interacted with them and stuff. And, like, I was like, this this makes more sense. I get this now. Like, this is really cool. Guys, let me ask you a question. We have a million and one Easter egg cameos, whatever else you want to talk about in, in this movie. Did you guys have a favorite one or one that really just jumped out at you? Gundam's still my favorite, but my favorite one that's in the background that's not so prominent um, is a tie between seeing the Mach 5 in the race, because I love Speed Racer as a kid. And so seeing the Mach 5, that would probably, like, I'd choose a DeLorean, but. The Mach 5 would probably be my next best choice for a race like that. Um, but my second favorite would probably be, and I didn't notice it the first time, but in H's workshop, the swordfish ship from Cowboy Bebop yeah, I is saw in that her in the garage. Background. It's oh, like snap. in the background. And I remember seeing it on the poster, and I really was bummed that it didn't show up. And it may have shown up somewhere, and I just missed it. But I noticed it the second time watching through that the swordfish, which is the main character's like personal ship, is sitting in her garage behind the Iron Giant. And that that was super cool. So those are probably my two favorite um, background references, besides Batman climbing Mount Everest. With that me. was that pretty was cool. <laughs> Tommy, what about you? All right. Uh, I'm actually going to say the alien reference is my second favorite. Um, uh, well, yeah, I know. It's surprising, right? Um, I am a huge Iron Giant fan. I grew really? up, I destroyed our Iron Giant VHS. I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, I've got the art book for Iron Giant. Like, I love the Iron Giant. And I would, like, to me, it was, justice was served. I got almost enough screen time. Um, did you, Did it hurt when Mechagodzilla started melting the Iron Giant? No, because the Iron Giant was all about, in the end, was all about fighting to save his friend and, like, humankind. And so he went out in the movie the way he did in the movie. He gave the Terminator thumbs up and went into the lava. I was sad, though, because in the the cartoon, he goes into, like, hardcore beast mode. Yeah, he and they only used like the one arm cannon, but in like the I remember the cartoon. Well, they they did had, use like, uh, I the second weapons. time I watched for it, he, they did use the laser eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do his like full on transformation. I felt like so uh, that, that would have been cool. Minor disappointment, but still loved him. That's yeah. that's Tommy. That's one of those movies that like I remember as a kid being. Like, there's these movies I stick in my head because I felt like every... They were always on TV. Like, for some reason, iRobot was always playing on FX or USA all the time when I was a kid. And Cartoon Wait, Network when played the Iron Giant. Dang, Wait, man. Wait, iRobot? Well, old. Well, when I was, like, in middle school, high school. Like, I, I, I'm being giving a wide ray. Like, 
I hope back so, because that just made me feel really old, dude. <laughs> just, that came out whenever day. I was in a elementary school, middle school Shut time up. frame. Or not, not, yeah, not elementary school. Was, I'm sorry. That was, came out in my middle school time frame. That was probably Tommy, middle school. We're, we're old, Tommy. Just come to But the like Iron it. Giant, I can remember as a kid feeling like that was always playing on Cartoon Network. And I love it, even though I do remember getting to the point where I was like, I'm tired of this movie being on because I've seen it like 60 times. But I still do love it. So I just thought that it reminded me of that. So. Clay, what about you? What is your favorite reference? Um, I don't actually know. I'll be honest. I mean, there were lots of there were lots of good things in there. Um, I think a lot of things showed up at the very beginning. They wanted to draw people's attention, so all of the uh, like, you know, you've got the DeLorean. Um, I don't know. Do, do any of you guys know uh, H's? Uh, what's it called? His uh, his avatar. Not his avatar, his uh, his truck? vehicle, his truck. Was that from something in particular? Did I miss that? It was Bigfoot, wasn't it? Like was that Bigfoot? That, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, I thought I thought it was a monster truck, like like an actual like well known monster truck. Um, yeah. I have memories of watching that when I was real young. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Same. a lot of the things that showed up in the in the beginning was I mean th- those were probably the things that stood out to me the most. There were lots of I mean there were lots of Easter eggs. Um, the stuff that everybody knew, like the like the Spartans and the, uh, um, uh, what else happened? I mean, the Gundam stuff is probably one of those things for those of us who only watch Gundam. Um, I think it was really cool. I think th- I think my favorite part, and there, there's so many things that you couldn't really uh, pick out. Um, but whenever he first says you can be anybody, like if you really like look at all the people walking around, there's some really interesting people that. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, there were um, there were cartoon people walking around. I don't remember specifically what cartoon they Marvin were. Marvin the little Marsh guys. was there? No. Yeah, yeah. Marvin the Martian, Martian was Martian out there. there. Yeah, I remember Marvin the Martian. I do remember him showing up. Um, I, th- I think that they threw things in a lot. Like there were lots of things. They didn't overwhelm us, but there were lots of things. Oh, I, I think... mean, RoboCop was in that group. Like, I mean, there's yeah. a huge amount of there's. Uh, probably just as many references in that one moment as there was the entire film. I agree. And I, I think honestly, the alien one kind of was, was the funniest. Like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Chucky was pretty good too. <sighs> oh, Chucky okay, was yeah, hilarious. That was, that, that was, was I completely forgot that that happened. <laughs> Is it also, I don't know if it was really satisfying for you guys, but every time like people died at that last battle and like their like spots would go red in the war room at IOI, for some reason that was really <laughs> fun and satisfying to me. It was. I, know, I, I agree. really want a station like that for VR. Yeah. I noticed, I also noticed that uh, H, when we were introduced to H on, Do- on um, Doom. Planet Doom, yeah, I couldn't think of it. The she's using the Halo assault rifle. Yeah, I, didn't I really that the first and time. she picks up a Halo that. sniper rifle too to like shoot That's pretty and cover cool. uh, Dayo and is it Dayo and Daito uh, and Show Show Genji and Genji met Little. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh just, wait, did you guys see the um, the Overwatch reference? Well, that's uh, what I was which one? Tons of them. Oh, I mean, there were lots of them, but like I, the the one that stood out to me was uh, what's her face? Um, Tracer. Yeah, Tracer. She made it I in there Tracer, like two or three times. times. Yeah. I thought Irock was um, Reaper when I first saw him, and like I feel like he was heavily Reaper inspired. The like, you know, what I'm talking about Irock. The yeah. Yes. 
yeah i feel like because i thought it was reaper when he first showed i was like what but i was like oh no it's not reaper just uh, looks similar. i think my favorite cameo obviously was gundam because i love gundam and i just want a gundam cg movie now please also, if they would have had Wing Gundam and had a Buster Cannon, that fight would have went a whole lot differently. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have a classic. I I love Gundam. I love OG. OG Gundam. I thought it was great. Um, I think it was even better that he freaking jumped off Serenity. Gosh, that yeah. made me so happy. Um, I at that moment of the movie, guys, my wife had to keep me from like standing up in the theater. We were we went and saw it in Dolby, and like I just got so freaking excited. I just fanboyed out. But beyond that, I really loved all the Halo references because I, you know, mm-hmm. I think all of us became friends playing Halo, kind of, sort of. Yeah, we all uh, played Halo together. And I, I love Halo still. You know, I think I want I want there to be a good Halo game again that doesn't feel dated, and and you know the same thing. But I loved I loved the H use the assault rifle at the beginning. I love that i love the group of spartans in the final battle like you see the guys running around the corner in the real <laughs> the world kids and spartans that are all and their just... kids i just i thought it was great i mean i would have totally had my avatar be a freaking master chief spartan in the oasis why not i just thought it was great um i loved all the halo references um was was anyone else disappointed that they used the freaking new Ninja Turtles style? Yes. Yeah, I kind of wish they had gone. How about not the 80s 90s reference. cartoon version? Or even just a cart the cartoon version. Or I the was, 80s uh, movie. Like, there's, they could have done yeah. anything yeah, that but like the live freaking... action or even the cartoon. <sighs> I just thought of that because that, that happens like right before we I see I blocked it out of my mind because it pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I would have liked to have seen Reinhardt in that last battle. I feel like he would have fit uh, in real good, or Bastion like behind Reinhardt, just laying down. Shield. That would have been great. Um, I I think that was one of my favorite things about this movie is because again, my worry was it was just going to be a ton of '80s references, but I love that they threw in Overwatch and Halo and some of these things that, you know, for us, it is part of our childhood, um, and is the same thing that what holiday was the eighties were to holiday and was kind of the central theme kind of to this book, but brought that into other generations too. I really love that. Um, mm-hmm. So man, it was great. I, I really, so is there anything else we want to cover? Um, I know we didn't go th- dive into the main plot and character development super deep, but the thing that makes that's so fun about this movie is all of the like, easter eggs and all of the the set pieces and i think drew drew or no is you tommy or drew one of you were talking about how um spielberg was the king of the summer blockbuster and this feels like a kind of more return to his old school kind of of just doing these kind of crazy summer blockbuster movies because all he's done recently is oscar bait movies so i liked it um yeah, it's yeah, not it's not gonna win an Oscar, but man, it, it it's a it's a fun movie to watch with some friends who are geeks. It it I could agree. possibly be up for visuals, best Ugh. visuals, or not, or whatever category. I can't think of what the category is if it's that's what it's called. But yeah, so cool. Well, I guess we will close out with our favorite section, our favorite thing. So we gotta do dope or nope. I can't think of the word. You're jumping the gun uh, here. Oh, we do dope have to nope. do dope or nope. Yes, I forgot. Right, so, so this is give... the part of this. This is the segment where we give it a thumbs up or <laughs> thumbs down. There's no in between, Drew. I still yeah, don't Drew. like that. But there's, there's no, an in between. Oh. There's this, guys. 
There's this. We're all video testing. You can't see my hand right now, but there's you a there's a middle <laughs> thumb over here. There's a middle we're, thumb. We're pretending we're in Gladiator. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're pretending we're in Gladiator. Okay, let's do it. We can actually do our thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. All right. All right, everyone ready? I, I realize this is going to be really boring for anyone listening. I mean, it Who looks cares? epic this on the right now. This isn't for them. <laughs> all right. We all vote on three. One, two, three. What, what, what are we talking about? Dope or no? Dope or no? Does it live or die? Oh, oh I'll, yeah. give it, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'll give okay. it a thumbs up. All right. So we so. all three unifiably gave it a thumbs up right there. There was no hiccups or awkward moments at all. We. <laughs> hey, hey, there's also four of us. Thanks for leaving me out. All four of us. Well, no, I, I thought that there was going to be something that we were voting like, on. Uh, I thought that this uh, was a completely separate segment where you guys were going to be like, hey, there's some pretty cool stuff going on, like with uh, oh, this random a... like like 3D printed model. Is this thing dope uh, or is it not? So that, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah so, like the alien so, one. I don't know about that. That was pretty lame. So sorry, could, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't explain it well enough, but basically we rate our movies dope or nope, whether we liked them or not. So we all just gave it a thumbs up. Do you up, not listen to so the So we podcast? all gave it a dope. I, listen to, <laughs> I don't actually listen all the way through because usually I'm at work. So. I, I, was, I was just busting your chops, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we'll close out with our favorite segment, What You Binge Watching. This is where we talk about what we've been spending our free time on. Um, for me, I, I really haven't done been doing much since our last episode i've played a little more sea of thieves and um a little more PUBG, and that's about it oh oh no i didn't i started watching gundam wing again i'm on episode two where i just needed where? on your plex is it, um, oh that's right i have this you really got gundam awful wing on your plex on there please, yeah please, it's please rough tell me you want to know where to watch gundam wing <laughs> and you own it you're literally the person yes. who we have access to it from I'm on like Guys, episode two. I have two. so much stuff on my Plex. I forget what's on there sometimes. Yeah, I call it Tommy true. Netflix. <laughs> so, it's Tommy fair. Netflix. It's, it's true. Um, but yeah, so I started that again. Um, it's definitely showing its age, but I still really, really like it because it's what got me into Gundam. So yeah, boom. Who's next? Clay. All right. Um, I'll be honest. I've gotten back into World of Warcraft recently. Whoa, nice. Yeah, I know, right? It's been a while. Battle for Azeroth, right? Is that the uh, expansion? It's Legion is the newest expansion. Battle for Azeroth comes out in uh, five months, four months, something like that. It, it's It's changed a lot since I played it. Like, it's become... It used to be that if you wanted to play it a lot, you really had to play it a lot. Like, if you wanted to even be good. But now they've made it casual enough to where you can get in and play for two or three hours and still feel like you've accomplished something. Um, so I don't know. I think it's been a, it's been a nice little uh, change of pace. I grew up on MMOs. I played a lot of MMOs, and so whenever it comes down to it, the I think my favorite MMO was Star Wars Galaxies. But um, most people don't May know about rest that one. In peace. Yeah, I was say most people don't know about that one. It was beautiful. But uh, World of Warcraft was was good. It was fun. I've got friends who play it now, so it's something to do on nice. times where I don't have anything going on. Whenever I'm not playing Rocket League. It's interesting nice. you say that, Clay, because for my binge watching, I've gotten back into my favorite MMO, which is Guild Wars 2. Ah. I just started playing that again. And the same thing, like, last time I played it, like, a few years back, uh, probably in, like, 2014, so several years back now, um, it was, if you really wanted to get really into it, you had to put a lot of time in it. And I just don't have that time commitment anymore. 
but they have reworked a lot of the systems where it is streamlined a lot. So that's what I've been getting back into, and it's it's been fun, man. There's nothing quite like an MMO. Agreed. Nice. So I have to think, what have I been doing outside of work? Uh, we finished up Dark, um, which that was fantastic. I can't wait for the second season, if they're going to do one. And... Uh, I've been binging Trailer Park Boys because the newest season dropped. I want to watch that. That show is so terrible, but I love it. <laughs> so bad. It's a good show to like. Cool. So that's what we've been binging. So uh, thanks for for joining us for this episode, guys. Um, we have more episodes coming on the horizon as we hopefully have figured out most of our technical issues. Thanks for being patient with us and checking out our episodes. And remember you can give us feedback um, by reviewing on iTunes, uh, join our Facebook and all our social medias. And also we have a link in the bottom for suggestions for topics that you'd like us to cover or things you'd like to see us do. And maybe we'll do some of those and take some of those ideas into consideration. Um, And that's it. Thanks for joining us guys. We'll see you next time. We are the Valkyrie cast.